The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. The Monday edition of the 6:30 Chat Afternoon News, 12 or 12:05, 2:05. It's Jaylen and Andrew. How you doing, friend? I, I'm absolutely fabulous, Jaylen and I. And you know why? We'll talk about that <laughs> we'll a little later in the show. Uh, but yeah, great weekend. It was. It was a fun, fun weekend. Lots going on, but we wanted to get to our first guest right away and give you an update. So about a month ago, we introduced you to Aaron Peck. He's the uh, Grand Prairie man who was getting set to race in the famed Iditarod sled dog race. Iditarod. Iditarod. I was hoping that you would say it so that I knew how it was pronounced. The Iditarod. I- Iditarod. Iditarod. Okay. So it took Aaron 12 days to complete the 1,600-kilometer race across the Alaskan wilderness. He finished in 34th spot and joined us this afternoon. Hey, Aaron. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Oh, good to be home. <laughs> and quite an adventure. So I, I missed the first conversation. I must have been off in some tropic environment or something. So, <laughs> so it, I'm sorry for those of you uh, listening at home who've heard this already. I, explain this race to me. What is it? Well, it's uh, it takes a lot to explain it, but it's it's a thousand uh, mile race across Alaska um, starts first Saturday in March every year. It's a, it's it's been going a dog on sled. Nineteen seventy-three. Yep. Uh, by dogs. By dog team. Oh. Yeah. It was uh, brought to life to um, save the sled dogs from. Uh, I don't know if you want to say extinction or not, but in the '60s, when the snowmobiles were coming online and being invented, the dog teams were getting put out of business pretty quick. Huh. And a lot of people in Alaska were pretty sad about that. So they, um, one man in particular, along with many other supporters, they, they, they brought this race to life. And it sure worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 12 days, Aaron. <laughs> 12 days. Uh, how was it? Like, tell us, tell us about it. I understand some of the weather was a little warmer than expected. There was some, some water in some places. Give us well, they called this race uh, an old-fashioned race. Um, a lot of the the veterans who have been in it a long time, it reminded them of races that took place in the 80s when there was lots of storms and snow. And that's what we saw this year. Um, it's been a while since the race has been hammered with that kind of weather. And so, uh, it really slowed it down. Yeah. So, yeah. So is that the big challenge that it uh, that poses for, for you and the dogs? It just slows everything right down? Yeah, it slows it down, but it also um, eliminates the trail. <laughs> which oh. it can, yeah, so imagine um, we were actually, me and several other teams, we made it to a shelter cabin and partway, about halfway through the race, a little cabin called Dawn's Cabin, which barely had enough room for us to lay our mats down and have a sleep in our sleeping bags. But it, um, yeah, it, we were um, a long ways from nowhere in either direction, mm-hmm. and it was snowing and snowing and blowing, and there was no trail out of there. And yeah, it had me worried for a while. So, so just to clarify, I, I'm assuming, so you you race all day, right? You, you get to a shelter, but some people get 
to the same shelter ahead of you. So the next day, do they start those people first, and you have to wait depending on no. when you no? Um, it's continuous uh, format. There, um, it goes around the clock. So uh, you have to run and rest your dog team accordingly to their abilities, and and uh, so a lot of the travel happens during the night, and every everybody's on their own uh, their own schedule. Um, there's mandatory rests that are imposed, like, uh, you know, you have to take a mandatory 24-hour rest at one of the checkpoints. There's 20 checkpoints along the way, and uh, you have to take two other eight-hour rests as well. Hmm. Yeah, he can't wrap his head around <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, what are you thinking, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's an ultra-marathon with very little sleep involved. And this is the fifth time he's done it. The fifth time. Yes. So yes. you, I mean, you got a, the mandatory rests, are they for you or the dogs? Um, for both, I would say, for both. Yeah, for, for both. Uh, I, I don't want to start something that isn't there, but I assume that there's somebody <laughs> that checks on the health of the dogs as well to make sure that everybody's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know. Every checkpoint you come into, there's three or four veterinarians. They're ready to inspect your team. They're on your dogs, you know... Um, you know, they work with you. They're not there to no, police no. you, but it's like a team effort. And they like, they're checking heart rates on the dogs. They're checking wrists function and just body uh, weight condition. Um, yeah, temperatures. They're just uh, checking for dogs. And then, you know, then they ask you, you know, is there any dogs in your team you have any, you know, concerns about? And you might say, well, yeah, take a look at, at uh, Skip there. He you know, his wrist was bugging him there, you know, or something like yeah. that. And so they, they this work isn't really, uh, you know, about winning the race then. I mean, in my mind, it wouldn't be about winning the race. It would be about completing it. Well, that is the first and foremost goal is to finish the race. Yeah, that comes before winning, of course. Uh, the the folks that uh, that think seriously about winning the race, they, they have more experience under their belt. They've built their team up over years, and they're... they're um, yeah, they're ready for that. There's a thir- there's a threshold you get to that certain people get to where then they're ready for the win, and it's everybody else is just um, doing their best. Yeah. So, Aaron, I'm curious to know how the dogs did. We talked a lot about the dogs before you had uh, before you went up to Alaska. How did they do? How are they doing now? They're doing awesome <laughs> now. Um, yeah, they they were like myself a couple days of heavy sleep to recover. Um, they did awesome during the race. I was so proud of them. And uh, my lead dog, Camel, like I explained that situation where there was no trail. And mm-hmm. I put him up in single lead, and, and he busted that trail out. And wow. We could see the trail markers, and I just had to steer him in the right direction by voice commands. And um, he would uh, leap through the deep snow, and uh, we slowly put a trail in. And we did that for hours, and it was amazing to, to see. And, yeah, we... Um, we finished with uh, nine of the 16 dogs. And um, so, yeah, we dropped the dogs at the checkpoints along the way if there's a reason for them okay. to not continue, such as, mm. a, uh, you know, a sore shoulder or they're just not enjoying it or if they, they're not eating enough food to maintain their body weight. And uh, little things can have a dog, make a dog um, uh, or you know, have you drop a dog out of the race. Aaron, there's a lot of logical questions to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm, you know, I'm not a logical guy. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, do, do, do owners of dogs ever trade dogs? Is there, 
I mean, do you ever see somebody else's team of dogs and go, all my team is missing is that dog? <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's a struggle. Yeah, you can def- you definitely see other teams that are better than yours, and you think, well, geez, if I just had that team, but no, you got to believe in your dogs, and and often it's there's so many variables at play. It may not be that that team's better than your team. It's maybe how you managed your team, how you rest them, how you're feeding them and how you train them before the race. There's so many different things at play that can produce a different result. We could easily and, take that clip and put it on Oilers now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it would make total sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, so, you know, we, we when we talked last time, you had said that, you know, someday you want to become the first Canadian to, to win this race. You knew that it was years off. What did you learn from this race about you and your team? And uh, how do you plan on moving, you know, applying that moving forward? Yeah, well, uh, this was a huge... Uh, step in the right direction and we I would say mission accomplished we placed the team right where we wanted them we didn't we didn't race aggressively we gave them lots of rest and mm-hmm. we ended up right in the middle of the pack and we finished there and we finished strong they had lots of zip at the end and and uh, I was really happy with that and so now those dogs have seen the trail they know where they're going and when they go back again they'll have far more confidence um, as 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 I will also. So, hmm. yeah, and we have some really nice uh, pups here that are uh, going to be joining that crew over the next couple of years. And so, yeah, once you get a core group of dogs that have been on the trail, then they, they do know where they're going. Like, it's uh, all the experienced mushers will confirm that. They see dogs show signs of knowing where they are hmm. and see dogs that have done it um, pursue the finish line with more speed, like wanting they they kind of sense like where they are in the world and it's it's pretty cool well, wasn't there um somebody accused of uh doping dallas cv oh yeah that was uh that's been an ongoing thing and it's complicated but um yeah dallas cv is a four-time iditarod winner and he's been um something really funny happened at the end of last year's race he finished uh second place and um somehow three of his six dogs tested positive for tramadol which is a painkiller drug you would not use to enhance mm-hmm. performance ah, I <laughs> see. it's absolutely like and he knew he had uh urine tests on the dogs and blood tests on the dogs coming uh three <laughs> hours later like they they know exactly when the pills were given and it makes absolutely zero sense why he would give those pills to his dogs, and it, it really leans to the side of sabotage. Really, and interesting. Or some, you know, it's very possible these animal rights radicals that, uh, yeah, they they were protesting at the start of the race, and one of them ran out towards a team, and he was going to try to give something to one of the dogs, and like the security people tackled them, mm. and it's just like, come on. And um, so, yeah, I don't put it past some of these people, but like, yeah, the whole the whole Dallas CV doping thing, and people want to put it in the Lance Armstrong category, but it's absolutely not true. Oh, wow. and, and he was not in the yeah. race this year, right? No, he wasn't. He he sat aside this year just because of all the controversy, and he's just so put off by it. He just uh. stepped away for a year. Hmm. And it was a, a Finnish. Was it a Finnish fellow that won? Uh, Norwegian. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yes, your your ultimate. <laughs> yeah, he's been in the top tens many times, and uh, yeah, he's a, a young 
keen dog musher who's been working hard to to win the race for several years. You know, I always last. I always like to ask somebody when they accomplish something uh, magnificent, which in my mind perhaps not in yours, but in my mind, just finishing this race is magnificent. But I always like to ask while they're still tired, <laughs> are you excited to do it again? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, um, I'm trying not to uh, think too much about it because I know I do want to do it again, of course, uh, but this is that time where you're still coming down and it's easy to think, yeah, about how darn hard it was. I think I need time to, <laughs> you know for the memory to uh some some people have referred to it like uh, childbirth which i can't relate to so <laughs> yeah hey Aaron, there's, there's a couple questions coming in from uh, our listeners do you mind answering them sure they want to they want to someone wants to know out of vermilion if all of your dogs are purebred and what breed yeah so um most people when they see our dogs are surprised to see the size of the dogs our dogs uh they expect to see big woolly furry dogs like you see in the Walt Disney movies, but <laughs> not the case at all. These dogs, they're not purebred. They're Alaskan Huskies, but Alaskan Husky is a uh, a wide term used to describe uh, a northern breed pulling dog. Um, they come out of the, they descend from the, the villages in uh, central Alaska along the Yukon River uh, drainage. They're not purebred, and and we don't want them to be purebred as well. Okay. And someone else wants to know who makes your sleds. Oh, I, I built my sleds. Mm. Yep. yep. I built my own sleds. Yep. Very and cool. is it like any other race where it has to meet certain criteria, the sled? No. The Iditarod is a pretty cool event that way. There's there's not many. Um, there is a, there's definitely rules, but like there's. Um, like you can't put an engine on it for sure. But, <laughs> no, yeah. no. No. And you can't put a wind sail up there. And. Ooh. But um, there's a lot. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wide open for what you can do with a sled. Hmm, very cool. Huh. Some people pull trailers, and some people like have a big, bigger sled. And yeah, it's 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 wide open. He uh, one more. Sorry, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. here for the initial conversation. So, how many dogs are in a team at pulling at any given time? Sixteen. Sixteen. And if you want to bring in a dog, you lose a dog or you want to replace a dog, is that how you train? I mean, how does the a new dog know what it's supposed to be doing? Yeah, you can't bring in a dog. Oh. So, yeah, you can't replace a dog. You can only take a dog out. Like during the race. During the race. Yeah. Well, what about after the race when you're building the team for next year? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's um, if you want to replace a dog, well... Yeah, sometimes dogs, uh, yeah, if they're not of the talent level that you need to compete at that level, there's many other mushers in the sport that are competing at lower levels, which that dog makes a perfect fit for. And and does the dog naturally want and know how to pull the sled, or is there a lot of training involved? Oh, yeah, these dogs at eight months of age, we don't hook them up until they're around eight months of age, but they, they go like right off the start pretty well yeah i very few of them um hold back and the ones that might hold back a little bit like it just takes a little bit of time or let them grow up a little bit more and then try again and then they go (laughs) and it's in them it's in their blood and it's like a, a, a hunting dog that you know that points for birds and yeah. in them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Aaron Peck, you know, I want to thank you for taking the time to do the interview before you went. Certainly want to thank you for joining us this afternoon to give us an update on how it all went. And uh, it's just been fascinating. It's, uh, I think, for a lot of our listeners, it's a peek at a world Good. that they don't know very much uh, yeah. about. So it's great when you Good. can learn something. And we thank you for that. We look forward oh. to uh, catching up with you again sometime down the road. Yeah, well, thank you. And let's hope we can talk again next year. Oh, yeah, next year already. Hmm, okay. okay. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> All right. Have a great afternoon. You Bye-bye too. now. That's uh, Aaron Peck out of uh, Grand Prairie, who just finished the Iditarod sled dog race. 12 days. Unreal. Racing through the Alaskan wilderness. Can you imagine? No, he needs a new travel agent. That's <laughs> the worst trip ever. Two twenty-five on the Monday afternoon news. It's Jalen and Andrew again. Thanks to Aaron Peck mm-hmm. for joining us. So I guess we should uh, say now the cat's out of the bag because uh, <laughs> for two months, uh, Jalen and I and I have been uh, planning a surprise birthday party for my wife. So we spoke last week about your spring fling. The spring fling party. The welcome to spring party I was having. Yes. Right. We're very careful uh, over the course of the last two months, both on the air and in our homes, <laughs> not to say anything else. Else. But uh, Carol, who's very proud to be 50, and mm-hmm. so she should be. I know a couple of people on uh, Twitter were Ooh, questioning whether I yeah. should say her age. No, she's quite proud. And by the way, uh, wears 50 like a 30-year-old, so <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's great. But uh, yeah, it was a surprise party at your house a week before her official birthday, which threw her off any kind of trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were moments in which there were... Uh, suspicious behavior around her <laughs> or so it's she amazing it's amazing we pulled it off because she is really a forensic scientist the smallest of no. clues right uh and she'll uh, pick up on anything said or done or something out of place and uh, but she didn't so on saturday night we and it was funny i showed her the text that i sent you during the course of the day uh-huh. as the final plans were coming together the caterer had arrived your porta potty had arrived the guests were arriving and uh, then I, I showed her the rest of the text that as I'm in the Uber, I'm giving you basically exit by exit where we are. And then of all the darn things, 40 guests up your staircase, all waiting to yell surprise. And for whatever reason, uh, Carol decides not to walk in. She, she's, We've been to your house so many times, we knock and we open the door. Yep. But she stopped and then tried to look in the window, and I just freaked on your doorstep. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Stop at the door. But right at that moment, you swung the door open. She saw nothing, walked in. That, the sound of surprise almost blew my hat off. It was just so loud it was in, the, amazing. in the foyer. Uh, but she was truly, truly surprised. It was yeah. such a great evening. Yeah, it turned out, uh, it was a, it was a lot of fun, and it was, it and, you know, you have 40 people coming to your home, and I knew about... yes. Maybe half, maybe half of them. You knew of some of them. My kids yes, came up from Calgary with right. their spouses. But this is the first yeah. time I get to meet uh, the the bigs, the, and yeah, yeah. Um, then it just it was. So it's, it's 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 odd to entertain people at first when they're coming to your house. They don't know you. Right. You don't know them. But it's like get in the house, get a drink, have some food. <laughs> We're going to be good to go. Yeah. But then trying to arrange them to get on the staircase. It was oh, like, it's like herding kittens. Unreal, and oh, we I had to imagine. do it twice because back on Dawn wanted to take a, a photo. She's a professional photographer, right. so she wanted to get all the pictures first. 
And then you're texting me going, okay, you're still five minutes away. I'm like, he's still five minutes away. So you can either stay on there or get back on there in two (laughs) minutes, right? It was just a bit of a gong show. I heard, and by the way, when Jay refers to the bigs, so our children are in two groups, the bigs and the littles. So the littles are Maddie and Hunter, the bigs are Ashley and David. But I heard the littles were the ones... You were telling people to be quiet, and oh, they stepped up. They suddenly stepped up and yeah. shut up, everybody. And <laughs> I just needed everyone to listen, right? Yeah, yeah, had to give everyone what was going on, how this was going to go. We had to let everyone know about the porta potty, right? Because this was the other awkward, slightly tacky yeah. thing that had to happen. As you know, it wasn't I've been tacky. Having septic issues at the house, and um, so we brought in. Uh, a porta potty. Well, listen. Given the number, I went in that porta potty a couple of times yeah. during the course of the evening. And given the aim of some of our guests, I think you made the right call. A good call, decision. <laughs> yeah, not to have them in your actual bathroom. <laughs> and I did. I did tweet the video of. Uh, it's on my Twitter if you want to see it. Gross, Andrew. G R O S E, Andrew. The funny thing for me was, I mean, I loved and thank you again. Oh Jill yeah, it was I, great. Thank you again. You were wonderful to give me your house for, as a venue and all the organization you did, but. The first thing Carol does is everyone yells surprise is throw her arms around you and hug you. <laughs> and I'm just standing behind like, have we been together so long that you just assume I had nothing to do with this? But she just didn't know what to do. She was just taking it back, and you were standing right there, and she she knew you had it. Must have played a big role in it, obviously. Well, some of the decorations are still up. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. I'm not by surprised. That. They'll probably be there till I don't know. Fall. Some of the Christmas decorations were still up. <laughs> there so, was in yeah. the um, living room. <laughs> ah, whatever. In the living <laughs> room, I forgot night. about that one. Anyway, it was a great night. It was fun to be a part of. But that was uh, our our planning, our secret oh. for the past couple of months. should probably thank uh, Paul and the sawmill, too. They did oh, such job. a fabulous job. The service they sent over, we had a waitress and bartender. Jennifer. Right, and the, the spread was fabulous, and the just everything was fabulous yeah. about that night. And the, the gang from Handycan, <laughs> Porta Potty Services. <laughs> yeah, they did a great job, too. <laughs> the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.